need a phone. Bye. A. A. Mill. Chapter 1, in which we are introduced to Winnie the Pooh and some bees, the story begins. Begin. Here is Edward Bear coming towards us. Now, bump, 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 on the back of his head, towards Christopher Robin. It is, far, it is, as far as he knows, the only way of coming downstairs. But sometimes he feels there really is another way. If only he could stop bumping for a minute and think of it. Then he feels that perhaps it, there isn't. Anyhow, here he, here he is at the bottom and really ready to introduce, you, introduce to you Winnie the Pooh. When I first heard his name, I said, just as you're going to say, but I thought he was a boy. So did I, said Christopher Robin. Then, didn't you call him Winnie? I don't. But you said he's Winnie the Pooh. Don't you know what the means? Oh, yes now, I do, I said quickly. I hope you do too, because it's all the explanation you're going to get. Sometimes Winnie the Pooh likes a game of some sort. And when he comes downstairs, and something is he likes, he... he he likes to sit quietly in front of the fire and listen to the story. This evening. What about a story? said Christopher Robin. What about a story? I said. Could you very sweetly tell Winnie Pooh one? I suppose I could, I said. What sort of stories do you like does he like? About himself, because he's that sort of bear. Oh I see. Could you do do could you very sweetly I'll try, I said. So I tried. Once upon a time, very long time ago, now, about last Friday, Winnie the Pooh lived in the forest, albeit himself under the name of Saunders. What, what does under the name mean? said Christopher. It means that he had the name under the door, over the door, in gold letters and lived under it. Winnie the Pooh isn't, isn't quite sure said Christopher Robin. Now I am, said a growly voice. Then I'll go on, said I. One day, when he was out walking, he went to an open place in the middle of the forest. In the middle of this place was a large oak tree, and from the top of the tree there came a loud buzzing noise. When he blew, Pooh sat down at the foot of the tree, put his head between his paws and began to think. First of all, he said to himself, that buzzing sound seems something you don't get a buzzing noise like that. Just buzzing and buzzing without it meaning something. If there's a buzzing sound, somebody's making a buzzing sound noise. And the reason they're making a buzzing noise that I know of is because they're bee. Then he thought oh, another long time and said, and the only reason for being a bee it's what I know, it's making honey. He then got up and said, and the only reason for making honey is so I can eat it. 
began to climb a tree. Climbed and climbed and climbed and he climbed. He sang a little song to himself. It went like this. Isn't it funny how a bear likes honey? Buzz, buzz, buzz. I wonder why he does. Then he climbed a little further, a little further, just a little further. By the time he had thought of another song. It's very funny, thought that, if bears are bees, they build a nest at the bottom of trees. And that being so, if birds bees were bears, we shouldn't have to climb up all these stairs. He was getting rather tired by this time, so that is why he sang a, a complaining song. He was, he was nearly there now, and, he, and if he just stood on that, what? Crack! Oh, help! said Winnie Pooh as he dropped ten feet on the branch below him. If only I hadn't, he said, he bounced twenty feet to the next branch. You see, I, I meant to, to do, he explained as he turned head over heels and crashed onto another branch twenty feet below. What I meant to do, in case it was rather, he admitted, he slivered very quickly through the sick next fruit. Six branches. It all comes, I suppose, he decided. He said goodbye to the last branch, spun around three times, and flew graciously into a goose bush. It all comes like of liking honey so much. I'll help. He called out the goose, goose, goose bush, brushed the prickles from his nose, and began to think again. The first person he thought of was Christopher Robin. Was that me? said Christopher Robin, in an old voice, hanging. Darling to believe it, hardly darling to believe it, that was you. Christopher Robin said nothing. His eyes got larger and larger. His face got pinker and pinker. But when he went round to his friend Christopher Robin, he lived behind a green door in another part of the forest. Good morning, Christopher Robin, he said. Good morning, Willie the Pooh, said you. I wonder if you've got such a thing as a balloon about you. A balloon? Yes. I liked I, I just said to myself, come along, I wonder if a Christopher Robin had just a thing as a, about a balloon about him. I just said to myself, thinking of balloons and wondering, what, what do you want the balloon for, you said. Minnie Pooh looked round to see that nobody was listening, put his paw to his mouth and said in a deep whisper, honey. But you don't get honey from b- b- balloons. I do, said Pooh. Well, it just happened uh, there'd been a party the day before at the house of your friend Piglet and they had balloons at the party. You had a big green one and one of Rabbit's relations had a big blue one and then left it behind being really too young to go to that uh, party at all. So you had brought the green one and blue one home with you. Which one would you like? You you asked Pooh. He put his head between his paws and thought carefully. Oh, I like this, he said. When you go after honey with a balloon, the great thing is, it's not to let the bees you're coming. Now, if you have a green balloon, you might think that, that you're only part of a tree and not notice you. If you have a blue balloon, they might think you're only part of the sky and not notice you. The question is, which one is more likely? Wouldn't they notice you underneath the balloon, you asked? They might or might not, said Winnie the Pooh. They never can tell with bees. If 
thoughtful for a moment and said, I shall try to look like a small black cloud. That would save them. Then you better have a blue balloon, you said. And so it was decided. Well, you both went out with a blue balloon. Took your gun with you, just in case, as you always did. William and Prue went to a very muddy place that you knew of, rolled and rolled until it was black all over. And then when the balloon was de- blown up as big as big, you and Pooh were both hiding, holding on the string. You let go suddenly and Pooh Bear floated gracefully up to the, into the sky and stayed there. Never were the top of the trees and about 20 feet away from it. Hooray! you shouted. Isn't this fine? shouted Winnie Pooh to under you. What do I look like? You look like a bear holding on to a balloon, you said. Not, said Pooh eventually, like a black cloud in the blue sky. Not very much. Oh well, perhaps up here it looks different. As I say, you never can tell with bees. There was no wind blowing near the tree, so he, had to, he was there to stay. He could see the honey, he could smell the honey, but he couldn't reach the honey. Out of all, he called down to you. Christopher Robin, he said in a querulous whisper. Hello, I think this bee suspects something. What kind of thing? I don't know, but something tells me they're suspicious. Maybe they think you're after the honey. Maybe that, you can never tell a bees. There was another little silence, and he called down to you again. Christopher Robin, yes. Have you an umbrella in your house? I think so. I wish you could bring it up here. I walk up and down with it, look at me every now and then and say, tut tut, it looks like rain. I think it would, if you did, that it would help the deception at which you're practising on these bees. Will you laugh to yourself, silly old bear? But you didn't say it out loud because you were so fond of him and you went home for an umbrella. Oh, there you are, called down Winnie the Pooh as soon as you got back to the tree. I'm beginning to get anxious. I've discovered the bees are now definitely suspicious. Shall I put my umbrella out? Said, you said. Yes, but wait a moment. We must be practical. You told a bee to deceive is the queen bee. You see, which is which is the queen bee from down there? No. A pity. Well now, if you walk up and down with your umbrella, saying tut tut, it looks like rain, I shall go... I should do what I can do by singing a little cloud song, such as cloud might sing. Go! So while you walked up and down and wondered if it would rain, Winnie the Pooh sang this song. How sweet to be a cloud floating the blue. Every little cloud sings aloud. How sweet to be a cloud floating in the blue. It makes me very proud to be a little cloud. Bees are still buzzing as suspiciously as ever. Some of them, indeed, left their nests and flew over all around the cloud as it got the second verse of this song. And one bee sat down on the nose of the cloud for a moment and got up again. Christopher, ow! called out the cloud. Yes, I've just been thinking. I've, been, I've come to a very important decision. These are the wrong sort of bees, are they? Quite the wrong sort. So you should think they make the wrong sort of honey, wouldn't you? Would they? Yes, so I think I shall come down. How? asked you. Will you put in a thought about this? 
He had let, if he let go of the swing, he would not fall bump. He liked the idea that, so he thought for a long time when he said, Christopher Robin, you must shoot the balloon with your gun. How Have you got your gun? Of course I have, like you said. But if I do that, it'll spoil the balloon, you said. So, and if you don't, said Pooh, I shall not have to let go, and that will spoil me. When he put it like this, you saw how it was, and you aimed it very carefully at the balloon and fired. Ow! said Pooh. Did I miss? you asked. You didn't exactly miss, but you missed a balloon. I'm sorry, you said, and you fired again. This time you hit the balloon and the air came out slowly and when he moved, I did down to the ground. His arms were all so stiff at holding up the string for the balloon. All of the time he stayed up st- stayed up straight in the air for more than a week. And when the fly came back, it settled on his nose. He had to blow it off. I think, I'm not sure, that's why he calls himself it's a poo. Is that the end of the story? said Christopher Robin. Is that the end of the story? asked Christopher Robin. That's the end of that, that that's the end of that one. There are others. About poo and me, piglet and rabbit, and all of you. Don't you remember? I do remember when I tried to I forget. That day when Pooh and Piglet tried to catch the heifer lump. They didn't catch it, did they? No. Pooh couldn't because he was hasn't any any brain. Can, did I catch it? Well, that comes into the story. Christopher nodded. I do remember he said only Pooh doesn't very well, so that's why he's likes having to tell told having to be told again, because this is a real story, not just a remembering. That's just how I feel, I said. Christopher Robin gave a deep sigh, picked up a beer, his bear by the leg, and walked off to the door, trailing Pooh behind him. At the door, he turned around and said, Come to see me, have my bath. I didn't hurt him when I shot him. I didn't hurt him when I shot him, did I? Not a bit. He nodded and went up, went out, and the moment I heard Winnie the Pooh, bump, 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 going up the stairs behind him. End of chapter one, Winnie the Pooh by A.A. A. Mill.